I can't even get the damn website right. It's okay. You'll get it right this time. You, you will. Yeah. All this I, forehead I and I still can't remember shit. <laughs> Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Yes, it feels so good to be back. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the pop punk princess, the most professional podcaster, and of course, the queen of South Style, Miranda Morales, right here. Again, still kind of recovering from a cold, but still here. We are back after a several-week hiatus due to live events and whatnot. Uh, But what a show to be back on, because today we have your IZW, Impact Zone Wrestling, Monster 2022 Roundup Review Show, whatever you want to call it. We're going to be talking about IZW Monster all throughout today's episode. I cannot do that, though, without my co-host, producer, kingpin of thechairshot.com, the unstoppable one. Also, if you didn't know, he's a wrestling promoter. And isn't he just lovely? The one and only Greg DeMarco. Of war games! War games! War games! Oh man, you, you, making me laugh twice before I even speak during the show. I'm just that good. You are, yeah. No argument against it. Yes. Yes. No argument against it. Yes. How are you feeling? You must be exhausted. I, today I felt better than I have in a while. I actually, Got some exercise in today for the first time in almost a week and a half. Um, it's just been, yeah, it, it's been crazy. As people know, if they listen to us on social media, I was super sick last week. And it's my first experience being sick while being on the leukemia treatment. And I think that wiped me out. And I had a show to do. And and so every day was literally work, IZW stuff, go to bed. Like that was that was every day. And um and we made it. We made it through. We made it through another great event. Thanks to all of the talent, fans, to you, to everybody. We uh, we pulled off another another great night. Another night to be proud of. Another night that I'm extremely proud of. Another packed in like sardines event. And yeah, yes. just just a string of you know tremendous events. It just, just continues. So I have nothing. No complaints. I know we'll, we'll get to that kind of stuff, and I'm burying all of it, but. No complaints. Super happy. Yeah. 
Cloud Nine. This yes, this was the first show for IZW of 2022. Monster always, I like to say, sets the tone for the year, and sure enough, it did. We are going to be getting into all of the details in just a little bit. Before we do that, though, just a reminder that the hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You can find us on social media as well. Me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. But you can find Greg DeMarco on Twitter at ChairShotGreg on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, along with the ChairShot on social media at ChairShotMedia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So that way you get all of the important information that you need to know about TheChairShot.com and IZW. Along with that, well, the hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can also find on major podcast streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and much, much more. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this episode. This is always one of my favorite episodes to record, uh, to talk about really, you know, the, the event that was IZW Monster, but also a celebration of my love for independent wrestling to be a part of that. Uh, with Greg, but also with the amazing team uh, that helps run Impact Zone Wrestling. And uh, it's it's a little love letter that I always love to record to Impact Zone Wrestling and to independent wrestling here in the state of Arizona. So hold on tight, because some things went down at Monster. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes. But before we do that, though, Greg... Yes. I know it's been a minute. Yeah. But I know what I got to do. And then sell some t-shirts. Do you? Yes. Because yes. Patrick Cause would say first... something else. Well, okay. In my defense, uh, it's been a minute. And also in my defense, Patrick sucks. And, and also, also in your defense, also... you promoted a sale I didn't even know about. Yes. Because I do my research. I always go on to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot uh, to find out my latest information. Like, Greg. Usually and there's an email sent with graphics that we can use whatever. And, and maybe I just missed it. I don't know. But but maybe I just missed it. But, uh, you know, let's forget about the past. Okay. That was then. This Even though now. this whole show we're about to do is about the past. The past. But that's a different past. Yes. That we're going to talk about. A good pass. Okay, you know what? You're right. Um. Yes. Yes. We're gonna focus on the now. The, you know what? I got an idea. Present, the future. I, I, I got. I got. Yeah. Okay. It's time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own chair shot T-shirt and IZW T-shirt when. Today, yes, you can get that today. You can order them right now at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And if you visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot between March 3rd and March 7th, you can use the code MADNESS 
M-A-D-N-E-S-S to get 20% off your order. And what does your order look like? Well, you can pick up multiple Chair Shot t-shirts, including multiple Always Use Your Head shirts, Chair Shot Worldwide, Baron Corbin Sucks, uh, the Second Nerd t-shirt, the Hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling shirt, Everybody Hates Greg shirt, and of course, the Queen of Soft Style shirt, which you can get in Soft Style! You can order any t-shirt starting in $19.99 and just for a few extra dollars, you can upgrade and get any t-shirt in soft style. So we got you covered as well as getting your IZW Impact Zone Wrestling t-shirt. That includes the Impact Zone Linear shirt, the IZFNW shirt, of course, several IZW traditional shirts, that and much, much more. Uh, the IZW Arizona's Territory t-shirt, which looks super good if you like baby blue. All of that available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So what are you waiting for? You can do that right now as you're listening to this. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Don't forget to use the promo code MADNESS to get 20% off. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. I just realized I didn't write down a single commercial break during the Greg DeMarco show. So now I got to find them and make it work for myself. It's fine. Yeah. It's about that. That's, it's that sounds like a problem though. And sounds we're like focusing what? on the yes. past, not the future. So keep with it, Greg. Come on. The different past and different future and time is a flat circle yes. and all those things. Yes. We're no longer in the present. We're in the past. Well, we're talking about it presently. But don't worry about the future because that's another topic for another day. Yes. All right. Impact Zone Wrestling IZW uh, Monster 2022 presented by Big Lip Radio. We went home to the Sun Studios of Arizona in Tempe, our home that we had briefly left but have come back to for this show. Uh, the announcement was made uh, just a few weeks before the show the, of change of venue. Um, Greg, I know you talked about packing a, a whole audience uh, into the somewhat smaller venue compared uh, to the Scottsdale studios, but we still were able to accommodate as many people as possible there. Just real quick, what was that kind of venue change like and how did that kind of impact the planning for this event? Um, Definitely stressful as it changes a lot of things from the budget to just, you know, I, I mean, it doesn't change a lot from ticket sales and that sort of thing. Like that was the same in terms of seating numbers and all that, but definitely had to look at, you know, when we got there and setting up as many chairs as we could. And then Monster 2020, I remember literally going out and like we had this hard count. We knew and we knew, okay, we're out of chairs. And then we started selling standing room only for cheaper, whatever. This time around, it was just like, they just kept coming. We just kept letting them in, and some people were standing and were on chairs, and, and just 
was what it was, but people still were, were part of it all. They were, they were part of the show. They were there to enjoy and, and be a part of everything. And, and, um, it, it's, it's thankfully it was not that we went to a, a new venue we'd never been in before. We went back to the Sun Studios, even though they built a wall since we were last there and, and the locker room situation was different and, and yes. the production area was down. Like, there, there were some differences. Um, and, 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 uh, we've already got some things in order that we can do in May to, to, to deal with those items. Um, now that we know the way they are. And, and so we were, Steve and I were talking about that on Monday. And so, yeah, we've got those things in place, but, um, you know, we, we did what we always do. We did what you do in the wrestling business and, and made it work. And, and that's just what it, what it is. You know, the, the lighting was an issue because, when I I was like, you guys need to turn on the special lighting, they turn on the special lighting, and none of it's on the ring. And so yes. I cut out the lights for a minute, and I see and like the ring is not bright enough, and 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 the lights are in the face of all the fans, and so I was able to get them to turn it off. Like it was just that was a thing, and so we talked about you know what to do for the future for that. Um, lots of little things there, but uh, all in all, you know, you overcome those things, and you put on another hell of a night, and, and a night that I am am extremely proud of. From from a booking perspective that we'll talk about and uh yeah just just like I said you know little you know, a venue change shouldn't be a little thing in the end it was and and that's makes me very happy to say but at the same time um it's because we were going someplace that we at least knew at eighty five percent you know when you factor in the changes that took place and the adjustments we had to make but overall yeah we uh, we made it work. So we start off the night with our VIP event. This is exclusive for VIP ticket holders where they get bonus matches and information that maybe they don't always get to uh, hear on the main show. In the past, we've had uh, former IZW Commissioner Adrenaline make announcements there or events happen in uh, the or the uh, VIP show. And the case still stood. Uh, our very first VIP match was a gauntlet match with the winner getting the opportunity to enter Monster last. And let's rewind because for those who may be new to to IZW uh, and the Monster event. Monster is a, traditionally, and we'll get into that part in a second too, uh, a 13 entrance rumble uh, in which 13 competitors come in and battle in a rumble style match. Then the final two competitors enter a traditional wrestling match where the winner is determined by pinfall or submission. And then the winner of that ends up being the winner of monster. And they get to ask, request, declare, demand any match of their choosing. Last year for monsters, when we crowned our new IZW world heavyweight champion in magnificent and We'll talk about that in a little bit later in his one year plus reign. Uh, but that is high stakes for a monster. So going back to this VIP match, giving someone the opportunity to enter monster last puts them at a huge advantage uh, because most of the competitors may be out of the ring by the time they show up. And with the arsenal of competitors in this uh, match in particular this gauntlet match a lot of our younger newer faces so on top of that it was an opportunity 
for some of our newer talent to really prove themselves and make it a point, but get a really strong advantage in the Monster Rumble. Uh, in the Scotland match, we had Akira Gonzalez versus Enrique Delgato versus Jay Smooth versus Atiba versus Joey Hendricks. Now, this match started off uh, in a normal format, and as far as gauntlet style goes, you know that two competitors will start in the ring, and then with every pinfall or submission, a new participant will come in, a new wrestler will come in until uh, every person, every wrestler uh, has entered uh, and eliminations occur by pinfall or submission. So uh, on top of having such a big opportunity, though, it did put, you know, the option of uh, having a a long night for whoever this winner was going to be, uh, not only putting them in a gauntlet match, but also then being part of the Monster Rumble later on. Uh, the match started off with Enrique, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Enrique Delgado versus Akira Gonzalez, uh, with Enrique winning, um, his pinfall, and Jay Smooth was coming out to be the third participant. However, shortly thereafter, they were attacked by Final Destination, Charles Cassis and Evan Daniels, um, and really... Um, really unassumingly, very just out of the blue, you know, what did they have in mind for Enrique and Jay Smooth? It really didn't make any sense uh, because, you know, really, what did they have at stake in this? Um, but both Enrique and Jay Smooth were beat up pretty badly to the point where they could not continue in the match. Uh, referee uh, Scott Johnson ruled that the final two would be finishing this match and as that was happening, um, I mean, even to the point where uh, in order to start stop Charles Cassis and Evan Daniels, um, Bryce Statton and Brent Thorne came out uh, to pretty much try and, and talk some reason into Charles and Evan, even to the point when, you know, your friends are out there saying, hey, what the hell is going on? That's when you know there's some kind of crazy decision. Uh, so Charles and Evan went to the back uh, with the help of Bryn and Bryce. Uh, and then the final two competitors, Atiba and Joey Hendricks, uh, competed with Joey Hendricks getting the win uh, and getting the opportunity to go last in Monster. Yep, getting the win thanks to his hot and heavy stable mates, as, as they are now called, um, Mercury Aiden and the Iron Outlaw. It was very interesting that, um, you know, Joey got to do that. And, and of course, with Final Destination, had like you said, had to be stopped by, by people that they're not even, you know, from a roster standpoint, it's, it's, they were literally stopped by just their traveling partner. Like it was mm-hmm. not anything that, you know, would, would be, I mean, that's, that's what it took to stop them. That was the only people they would listen to. Uh, ever since Grand Prix, they've just been doing whatever they want. And to me, that's what that was all about was, Assert their dominance, assert their, you know, their situation, put everybody on notice. You can win a gauntlet. You can be last in monster, whatever. It did not matter. It was their home. It was their IZW and ultimately would, would prove to be right. Um, and, and that was, you know, they, they made sure everybody knew right from the beginning what was going on. Up next, our second VIP match, our VIP main event, we had Reagan Grimes versus Morgan. And talk about high stakes. Both women had something to prove after both suffering losses at fully legal. Uh, Morgan with a really tough match against Bryn Thorne and then Reagan Grimes with a loss uh, against Lilith Grimm. So, 
both had, you know, some, some stakes. I mean, this, this was an opportunity for both of them to kind of uh, recapture some momentum. Uh, Morgan got the pinfall on this and the win. Uh, and this wouldn't be the last one that we see of her later on tonight, but I do feel like this was a way for Morgan to kind of reestablish herself, get back on some steady footing. Yeah, I mean, she spent a year dealing with Bryn Thorne and, and battling with Bryn Thorne, going back to NAF 30 when Bryn showed up out of nowhere, uninvited, not booked, in street clothes and, and attacked Morgan and culminating in that strap match that Bryn won. And and now Bryn is looking to take her IZW career to another level. And Morgan, you know, longtime ring veteran, the ace of Arizona, she's not just going to slide on by. And, and um, you know, it's no secret, especially people in the locker room, that where you know, working on, on a physical belt to be used for a women's championship. Like they're not going to, you know, even when things aren't announced yet, people are already jockeying for position and don't think that Morgan's just going to step aside. None of the veterans in IZW have stepped aside for anybody as, as we'll talk about as well. So yeah, she definitely made sure that everybody knew she hasn't gone anywhere. We head to our main show where we had a big opening match, literally with the size of this match. We had a four-way tag team match with the winners or the winning team entering Monster together, uh, which is a first where a team got to take one of the spots of Monster. Uh, in this match, we had the tag dudes versus the team of Dallas King and MBW versus Los Suavecitos versus Cookies and Cream. Now, this is already a pretty loaded match, but right before the match got started, the music of Mike G came out. And he has been someone who has been trying to get uh, Commissioner uh, uh, Derek Montia's attention for quite some time, has been lobbying on social media for an opportunity in Monster. And, well, his requests weren't unheard. He never heard back from uh, the commissioner and never got a spot in Monster. So he decided to take matters into his own hands and insert himself in this match. Now you wonder, well, this is a four-way tag team match. Yes, indeed. And with that, Mike G came out and presented his tag team partner, Agula. Uh, someone that, if you've seen uh, IZW social media, someone that Mike G showed some respect for at the end of Fully Legal. And so someone that he wanted to kind of take under his wing, uh, but someone, you know, that he almost kind of needed in order for this opportunity to happen. So with that, this became a five way tag team match with the winning team, uh, entering monster. Uh, the, the team that won was Dallas King and MBW, uh, but not without a lot of chaos in and out of the ring. Uh, as far as man, some great spots, uh, with them, cookies and cream, los suavecitos, uh, you know, the, uh, ambiance of the tag dudes and really the grit of Mike G and Agula. Yeah, it was, and this is, you know, sometimes on these shows, we, we pull the curtain back a little bit. Um, there's a lot of tag teams. It's, it's a lot of tag teams, but there were things that, that I wanted to accomplish and, and, and finish off the, the Mike G story. And, um, and this night was about taking the, the fans on a ride. It really was that it was, you know, chaotic on purpose when, and when you look at the booking and that was done, done for a specific reason. You had the attack during the gauntlet. You had what happened here. 
more to come in, in terms of chaos. And, you know, you know, I've, if you look back at the history of IZW, it took a really long time for there to be a submission. It took a really long time for a chair to be used in any way. And this was the first time that there was a no contest was, was later on in this night. These are all on purpose. These are things that, that are done with a purpose that I saved for the right moment that I think these things are just thrown out too often in wrestling. And I wanted to make sure they were used properly and, and felt like they were. Um, I will say that uh, it, it, in the end, the end justified the means for, for mm-hmm. what happened with Mike G and, and also for, for Dallas and Mike and, and, and telling the story with, with commissioner Derek and Mike G and everybody else at all, it all definitely worked out. And I was extreme, despite the chaotic nature of the match, which some people thrived in and, mm-hmm. and especially the winners, you know, despite the, probably the, the, the largest match in terms of the number of people that Dallas and Mike have ever been in, it actually gave them an opportunity to shine and, and really worked out well for all, all parties involved, including Mike and, and, and Aguila. And it just, it just worked out well in, in the long run and super happy with how that came off. Talk about the ends justify the means and kind of an unorthodox way of getting Commissioner Montilla's attention. It did work because after the match, uh, Commissioner Derek Montilla came out and admitted that Mike G, you know, uh, kind of almost pulled a fast one on him, but that he was impressed with Mike G's uh, tenacity and grit to make such a bold move. So, well, you got to remember, you got to remember something. Derek basically snuck his way into IZW. Yes. And Mike G snuck his way into Monster. Like, uh, of yes. course, like, like, how can Derek not There's, appreciate that? Yes, like, he literally yes. took a page out of his playbook mm-hmm. and, and used it against him. So, and, and I know Derek saw that. He's not stupid. And, and he definitely, you know, w- w- was willing to, to play, you know, pay homage to that. And I think that's where the respect came in that he was like yes. willing to go and, and do, you know, let the Cholo side of him come out just a little bit and, and do what he had to do to get it done. And he did. And he got a monster. And yes, and that was that. That was one of the big announcements of tonight. One of, of many throughout the night was that the Commissioner Montilla was going to expand the entrant capacity for monster and allow Mike G to participate. So it became a 14 entrant game after that announcement. Uh, this feels very WWE. You have to use specific words. Yes, you have to use specific words. But it, uh, it it's for a reason, but yes, we had uh, 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 our pool expanded mm-hmm. uh, with Mike G getting his spot in the Monster Rumble. After that, I did an interview. I had an in-ring interview with the IZW World Heavyweight Champion, Thugnificent, as we spoke about a little earlier. A year ago at that point, that was the show that was the crowning moment for Thugnificent. Mm-hmm. Last year's uh, Monster Rumble, he won the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, so he was passing one year as champion, the fourth longest reigning champion of all time, and the longest reigning individual reign of any IZW World Heavyweight Champion, exceeding the expectations of, I think, what a lot of people thought. Yeah. You know, what the reign of Thugnificent was going to look like. And with that, you know, talking about those accomplishments, it seemed something that he was proud of, but it wasn't quite, it just, something was missing. Something was off. And in asking him about that, he did respond that he wasn't 
thrilled with how things went down with Mr. Classic and EJ Sparks at Fully Legal. If you all remember, Mr. Classic served as the special guest referee for Thugnificent's match against EJ Sparks at Fully Legal. Mr. Classic himself, as always, using some very devious tactics and always looking out for himself. And Thugnificent being the type of champion that he is, but also the type of person that he is in his relationship to EJ Sparks, really wanted to to have a match fair and square. Um, so with that, um, you know, he he wants to grant EJ Sparks a rematch for the IZW Heavyweight Championship on May 7th. Also knowing, though, the next person in line is technically Mr. Classic, who he does have a match with at uh, Cool Town Clash in Coolidge on April 23rd. With that, though, all of the players come out, uh, Mr. Classic, EJ Sparks, all of them come out into the ring to all kind of state their case. You know, EJ Sparks there to kind of back up Thugnificent and Mr. Classic there to kind of cause and create chaos as best as he does. Yeah, and, and it's it's been the ongoing story and it's, you know these guys have established themselves in, in IZW where they are and, and getting these title shots and being a major part of the events. And now of course, Mr. Classic has his shot in April. Thugnificent has, or EJ Sparks has his shot in May. And, and if Mr. Classic wins, he's going to have to defend against Thugnificent and yeah. or against EJ Sparks. I mean, it all, you know, there's a lot of stuff up in the air right now. And well, there's there lots of people a- lining up for, for Thugnificent and, and he's, he's ready for it. And it's just, you know, yes. Very, very crazy. But you talked about all the major players were, were in the ring at that point, but uh, that wasn't the end of that that situation. It was not, no. And it's a very intricate web we weave when it came to that confrontation because shortly afterward, the Hawaiian Lion came out to the ring and pretty much said, Doug, your concern should be not on everybody else. It should be on me tonight that before he gets his hands on Mr. Classic, before he gets to face EJ Sparks, Magnificent had to face Hawaiian Lion tonight or at that night uh, at Monster. And with that, the Hawaiian Lion is a man of few words and more action. And with all of the factors in play, uh, with them being in the ring, with me being in the ring, with a referee not too far away, Hawaiian Lion said, let's go ahead and do it right now, which to Thugnificent's credit, he agreed to. So we ended up having their heavyweight championship match right then and there uh, with the Hawaiian Lion facing Thugnificent for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. And again, I think this, every time we see Thugnificent in the ring, he continues to awe and amaze and exceed expectations. And I think this one was, of course, his biggest challenge yet, not only just the size and style and experience of the Hawaiian Lion, but the Hawaiian Lion, I mean, this was, you know, a must win. You know, this he's had his eyes on this belt since last year. And these were the final two competitors in Monster last year. You know, he almost kind of let... He did let the the world title kind of slip out of his hands. And to think about what has been going on in his brain for the past year to get back to this point, I can only imagine. And so, you know, incredibly amazing match between these two. Uh, And Thugnificent winning, retaining 
still your IZW World Heavyweight Championship uh, and, and kind of addressing those naysayers in a way. Um, and even in even the naysayer in Hawaiian Lion, who maybe would have thought that this was a fluke, proved that Thug Mephiscent is the real deal. Yeah, and and now we, we talked about the fourth longest reigning champion. Just by the nature of the calendar, when we get to Coolidge, he will be the second longest reigning champion in in IZW history for the World Heavyweight Championship. So, and everyone else has did it over multiple title reigns, and he hasn't. His his is, is the one long run, and and he's well on his way. And and you know, um, Jungle Girl, wherever you are out there with your 661 day reign with the IZW Women's Championship. Thugnificent knows that number. That's all I will say. And because he and I have talked about it and he's got his eyes on it. But, um, yeah, you're right. Like he, we've seen, we've talked about it too. We talked about it after, after fully legal. He has grown as a human. He has grown as a performer, as a pro wrestler, as a person in the locker room. Like this, this title, this physical belt, metal, leather, gold, all of it has changed who he is as a mm-hmm. pro wrestler. And, and he's talked yes. about that. This thing that, that, you know, in the predetermined world of pro wrestling, he didn't even know he was going to win. And now he's views himself as someone who wants to take the lead and, and is, is, you know, proud of his accomplishments, but wants to continue to do more. And behind the scenes, very vocal, lots of ideas, like just things that never happened before. And, and it's, it's really great to see. And, and, you know, everything with the brain buster and, and where, you know, the brain buster has been one of the two finishing moves of the Hawaiian lion for, uh, you know, 20 years. And, and now that belongs to Thugnificent after this mm-hmm. match, he kicked out of the Hawaiian lion's brain buster and, and pinned him with a brain buster of his own. And, and even posted a video on social media today of him working on the brain buster and perfecting it so that he can continue to do that. So, um, yeah, again, just continuing that evolutionary process because he's got, like I said, a, a line of people ahead of him, but yeah, this was major. This was big. And, and, you know, like you said, it was, it was the, the mirror image of the year before the final two men in monster. And now it was a sanctioned one-on-one match for the championship. And once again, magnificent one, no roll up this time though. no, no, and in speaking about the passing of the torch, this was very much a passing of the torch in the literal sense with after the match, the Hawaiian line getting the microphone, letting Thugnificent know he is handing the brain buster to him. And also with that, though, um, a really poignant moment where the Hawaiian line was very reflective on his career and his time in the ring and his time in IZW and making the announcement that he wants to retire. And that raw motion, you know, it's, it's hard to see tears um, through face paint, but it was uh, almost easier that way because you could see the genuine struggle that he had in saying those words out loud. Because in the reality, when you say something out loud and you say it in front of people that you've wrestled in front of for so many years and people that you've wrestled with, it's a sense of finality. It's a sense of this is it. And, you know, to to IZW's team's, you know, uh, credit yourself, Commissioner Dick Montilla, 
the Navajo warrior all came out to, to really make sure like, this is what he wanted to do. Um, because it, it was, again, you could see the emotion, almost the struggle in his face and in his voice as it cracked, as he was talking about all the years that he's had in the ring and the experiences, but that he's kind of come to this realization that his, his career has ended. Mm-hmm. The three of you all kind of joined in to be like, what, what, what do we do now? You know, or, or are you sure? And tell me a bit about that. Like what mm-hmm. compelled you to kind of go in there to, to all three of you really to be like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, I've been really lucky. And, and when I first started, you know, this, this iteration of IZW, I knew where we were in terms of the career of the Navajo warrior. And, and I had a plan in place to make NAV 30 happen. Now it was delayed by three months. It was supposed to be August of 2020. There's this whole COVID thing. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Um, and so it happened in November and, and that's why we delayed crowning a champion. We delayed 20 year anniversary. NAV 30 was more important than all those things. And I got to plan for that. I didn't get to plan for this guy sit there and announce his retirement in the middle of the ring. I've known him for 16 years. It's, I said it there. Like he's the first person that was ever even nice to me at, at, at a wrestling event. Um, and, and so I, I it, it was this mix of A, is this what you really want? And B, I couldn't let it happen that way. Mm-hmm. I couldn't let that be it. Like, like the people didn't come prepared for the Hawaiian lion to retire. They didn't, they weren't ready for this person that they've watched for years, this larger than life human being who I know as a human being. I know the John that people like the name drop in promos. I know that person on a personal level. And, you know, I've got pictures of him with my son. My son has his necklace that he wore to the ring for for over a decade in his room. Like these are things that you can't re- fabricate. These things you can't book. You can't put these things on a format. And so I couldn't allow it to him to go out that way if he was open to it. And and what's funny is is backstage at a wrestling show is, is crazy. And the way it worked out, this a lot of people were outside. Navajo Warrior didn't even know Hawaiian Line was doing this. He was out because people show up backstage at ICW events. Like you don't know how many times a Justin Roberts is there. and You don't know it as a fan. Yes. He was there on Saturday. And they were, they were outside talking. And so here I am. Derek's in the ring. I want to go to the ring, but I wanted the, the person who's closer than anyone there to, yes. to Hawaiian Lion. So I basically had to grab him, pull him out, tell him what was going on and get him in the ring. And, and, and that's why I did most of the talking because I think I needed to let Navajo Warrior get his bearings. Um, and basically on the spot, I had a year and a half to plan Nav 30. I had a minute and a half to come up with King of the Jungle and the Hawaiian Lions retirement show on May 7th. And, and you know, what's crazy is the other thing went through my head is he has a match on March 12th for PCW against Dallas King and who wrestles for us. And, yeah. and, and he retired and now that match wouldn't have been able to happen. Like that was also part of my thinking yeah. crazy enough. I'm in the ring and I'm thinking you have a match in a couple of weeks. And, and that's something he did say. He knew that he had obligations, but the fact that he didn't, yeah. you know, he, he could not grasp the IZW world heavyweight championship for him again, thinking about a whole year mm-hmm. of planning and thinking and training to just get so close to lose it again. I think, understandably, like, I think there was so many emotions going on about 
letting this opportunity kind of slip away once again, that there was this part of like, are you even thinking straight, you know, and, and to your guys's credit, you all kind of try to recenter him in to a point where you, you allowed him to give him his notice. You know, you allowed yeah. him to to put in some extended time notice. And uh, with that, too, honoring his last match on May 7th by naming that event King of the Jungle uh, in honor of the Hawaiian Lion. Um, and also, I think it's a, a beautiful token of appreciation to him and his legacy in that as well kind of taking advantage of the generosity, uh, but also the situation when, you know, asked, uh, given the opportunity to face whoever he wanted, he only looked at one person and, and almost deceptively looked around, but you knew from the moment he was given that option, who he was going to choose. And that was going to be the Navajo warrior. Um, and it's so fitting and it's so, uh, it's, it's, a beautiful way to kind of like when you're in that last moment, who do you want it to be with? Yeah. Someone that you trust and someone that you want to kind of share that with. And it gets me, I don't know why it's like my eyes are tearing up. I think as everyone was seeing that, like it was such a a real raw moment and I, and it's almost just so beautiful and fitting that it's almost this level of high intense level of trust. Yeah. If you're only to do anything ever again, one more time, who would you do it with? And in this case, for the Hawaiian Lion, the last person he wants to wrestle is the Navajo Warrior. You know how important – like we've talked about the word trust with the wrestling business and how I am with trust and and how I am with who I involve and and who I let in. And and so I get that. And and the emotional part, I mean I get overcome with emotion on my way to every IZW event and – um. On May 7th, you go see some grown men cry. I guarantee yeah. you, you are going to see it. We, we've made, we've made Navajo Warrior cry more than once, but yes, what happened at Nav 30, the emotion there is probably going to be a little bit different at King of the Jungle for both of them, for me, for others as well. It's going to be a uh, hell of a night. We've had wrestlers reach out about being there that, that, that you know, may alter some plans and not, not that match. That match is still taking place as, as done. I mean, that, that's what he wants and that's what we're going to do. But you know me, I make things happen and, and I will there too. But, um, yeah. And poor Derek, I mean, he talked about for, for first night on his own and, and right. First night on his own. He has a, a handful and that's he has not Mike it. G that's... pulling a fast one. And then he has one of his biggest stars retiring on the spot. Yeah. Whew. But now we got King of the Jungle, May 7th. Yes, we have King of the Jungle, May 7th, the very last match for the Hawaiian Lion. He will be facing the Navajo Warrior one last time. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, let's get back to center. Okay. Uh, It's literally the same feeling I had at the show. It was almost like, okay, let's, let's collect ourselves Mm -hmm. and get back into it. Um, And I just have to say, just to do those introductions for both of them too, is really special. I see the change in Thug Nivison, even Mm -hmm. in announcing him, but, you know, uh, the the Hawaiian Lion has been someone I've had the pleasure, you know, in spots to be able to announce and someone who brings so much intensity 
uh, to the ring. And I always just want to do his introductions justice and um, to, you know, and all the times I've, I've been able to do it, that one felt different even before knowing what was going to happen um, or, or just knowing that now that we know what happened, I guess is a better, better way to say it. Um, but anyways, let's, let's move forward. The next match, uh, on monster was, uh, another monster rumble related match, uh, with two competitors facing each other and the winner getting a spot in monster Bryn Thorne versus Lilith Grimm. Uh, both, I mean, we talked about, uh, Regan and, uh, or Regan and, and Morgan, um, earlier in the show at the VIP main event, these two ladies uh, had are on highs for wins uh, from fully legal and with the opportunity to enter monster too. I mean, anyone when you win monster can ask for any match you want, regardless of gender, regardless of, you know, title holder, anything. So to be one of them, to get this opportunity to get into monster and ask for any match I mean, was drama upon stakes upon, you know, the the world at your fingertips. Um, and I think that was pretty apparent with them because they brawled throughout the entire match. They could not, the referee could not keep control of this match uh, to the point where they threw the ref out. Uh, and this match ended in a no contest because there was no referee. He could not keep control and, and get things handled between Bryn Thorne and Lilith Grimm. Uh, but again, uh, Commissioner Derek Montilla comes out and he was impressed. He was thrilled. He loved this match. He, uh, seemed to appreciate, uh, the, aggressiveness of both competitors in this match and kind of why they would do anything to, to get this win and, and get a spot in monster. So in his uh, commissionerness, uh, his ability to make the rules and change them, he uh, allowed both Bryn Thorne and Lilith Grimm to enter monster. So our 14 entrant pool became 15 entrants after this. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, Monster's obviously a very important match, very important event. And and Derek, being his first one, obviously wanted to make that big impression and did on, on you know, one, has won some of the fans over already with comments that I've seen and things that I've heard. Um, but if you think about a tournament and, and, and you know, this was a qualifying match, essentially. If, if there's a time limit draw or a double counter doubles qualification tournament, both people are eliminated. They don't get to continue. In this case, both got to continue, and and that just shows. I mean, they were fighting. They did this because they were fighting for a chance to be in Monster, and I think Derek recognized that. And and I think the 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 you know I can't think of the right word right now, but 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 the there's an evil side to him that kind of likes that carnage a little bit and wanted yes. to promote and, and encourage it. And so letting them both in there and having to adjust the field and change things around again um it 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 worked and and this was two things both of them individually months ago both wanted to be in monster they both told me that personally that they wanted to be in monster they also both really wanted this match against each other because they've been in a triple threat match with each other but never had one-on-one and they both really wanted it and they both got both things 
Um, and, and it's, it's, you know, obviously unfinished business with the match, but they both got to be in monster and, and both made a statement in monster as well. And, 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 and had quite a showing in different ways in, in monster as well. And we'll talk about when we get there, but having both of them in monster and some of the other participants was also a challenge for me as, you know, again, pulling the curtain back. Putting that match together, it was proved to be a challenge with the two of them and how to use them properly and, and who they were in there with. So after that, one of the tonight's or the night's most highly anticipated matches, we had lights, camera, faction, the team of action, Braxton, Frescomatic, Ice Williams and Watson against Gino Rivera. And this, and you heard right, just Gino. Uh, this, uh, comes from fully legal where, well, and even before then, you know, Watson and Gino Rivera, uh, had some, some tension before, mm-hmm. Grand Prix. uh, facing, yep. yeah, Grand Prix facing each other, uh, Gino winning and Watson not thrilled with the result. Um, and a little bit later on, uh, we kind of saw Watson's hand with, Lights Camera Faction, a, a group that he runs with really all over the West Coast. Um, and when Watson's around, you know, Lights Camera Faction is not too far behind. Uh, and we saw the beatdown that they put on Gino at Fully Legal, really just demolishing him. The pure numbers game behind it all. Uh, and with that, uh, they challenged, you know, Gino challenged Lights Camera Faction to a match knowing that he may not have anybody in his corner. You know, anyone who knows Gino knows that he runs alone. He runs his mouth uh, to anybody and isn't the greatest at making friends, uh, mainly because he is so consumed with himself. Some people love it. Some people hate it. The point is, though, that he was ready to take on Light's camera mm-hmm. faction all by himself. And when he came out, made that very clear. However, there was a few people who wasn't going to let that happen. And with that, Gino did get some backup very unexpectedly from three different people. First in the form of Jacob Austin Young, someone who made his IZW debut just last show at fully legal. Um, And someone who, you know, he is a tag team competitor, but also a great singles competitor. And, you know, someone who has a lot of valor, someone who tends to stand up and do the right thing. Uh, The next person that came out in to defense and to help uh, Gino Rivera was Bryce Saturn. Um, Again, that was Jay's competitor back at Fully Legal. And again, a great up and comer, someone who's really coming into his own. And I think someone, as we saw earlier in the show, has a focus on trying to do the right thing uh, and not let someone go out and uh, alone. Um, The third and final person, and this one just comes full circle, but a huge sign of respect. And that was the Navajo warrior to come out. And that is purely for the way that Gino has stood up to him, good, bad, or indifferent mm-hmm. and face Navajo warrior like a man. Uh, you know, we, we had them in a, in a strap match uh, last year and, you know, Gino running his mouth again, what he does best, but he took his beating like a man. And yep. I think that earned some big points for the Navajo Warriors. So we ended up having a four-on-four match between these two teams. 
Yeah, it, it's it's you know, Gino didn't make any friends in the locker room, didn't endear himself to anybody on the roster, but did the fans. And and it's I've long said on this program and other programs, the best, you know, baby faces, good guys come out of heels oftentimes because they're so good at what they do, people love them. And that's what happened to Gino. And uh, and, and I knew early on that this, this is, you know, what we had in our hands. And, um, and, and the story of having those gentlemen come out and help him, um, it was one that I'm really proud of from a, a booking standpoint and a writing standpoint because of, of the full circle, because of the way we've been able to use lights, camera, faction, because they do work everywhere, but we're able to use them in a way that's been a little bit different than, than others have. And, um, and, and, and they're, you know, very popular for, for heels. And, and that's something that you got to work around and work with it. And we've been able to do that. Um, but to have everyone, especially Nav come out and be, you know, part of team Gino, uh, makes, you know, does can tell a story and, and puts Gino where, where the fans want him to be. And, and it's, it's was a lot of fun and, and great to see play out because for me, again, like I said, the theme of the night was chaos. The theme of the night was taking people for a ride. And this was one of the big hills on the roller coaster was what this was. And, and to see, hear the reactions when Jacob Austin Young comes out, when Bryce Saturn comes out and when the Navajo warrior comes out, like people knew and, and then they all rushed the ring and, and it was just, you know, it was another great moment in a night of great, of a night of moments. Unfortunately, it did not last because we did have a very unexpected turn in that match. Uh, Bryce. Yeah, he talked about Bryce Adder wanting to do the right thing, and and maybe he was out there for other reasons. Well, and that goes. I mean, seemingly we we saw him earlier in the night. You know, again trying to to help out those in in that gauntlet match, and it seemed like you know he even though had an association with Charles and Evan was going on his own pathway. But what we found out in this match is that maybe he was part of a bigger plant than we expected. And that's because he turned on his partner, the Navajo warrior in that match uh, and ends up joining final destination uh, with uh, Evan and Charles and pretty much solidifying his alliance with them. And Charles, especially has gone in, I mean, both Charles and and Evan, uh, but if you think about the promo at the end of Grand Prix from Charles about specifically looking to eliminate the past, the Mm -hmm. history of IZW and who is that? That's the Navajo warrior. So being able to take kind of a plant in Bryce Saturn to unexpectedly uh, distract the Navajo warrior and give the win to Lights Camera Faction was a very deeply seated plan by Final Mm -hmm. Destination. Yeah, and again, Navajo Warrior was the target, like you said. Um, People should have seen this coming. I mean, Bryce Saturn trains on a daily basis with Charles Cassius. Like, we were all fooled. And, and, And Bryce, look, these are human beings behind these characters that you see. And so Bryce training, all that stuff, but out there in the ring and everything, he was going at it a certain way. He was endearing himself to the fans. He got over, you know, we gave him one shot and he got over. And so he got another one and he got over and he got another one. And he like, like he wasn't, it wasn't guaranteed he was going to be on every event. And, and yet he continued to grow and develop and build. And now, you know, he, 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 he did what you have to do, which become is become undeniable. And then the moment he knew he was there, 
that's when I think the real Bryce came out. So, well, bigger problems. Karma is a bitch, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Uh, but up next, we have the highly anticipated match, the one-on-one match between Mr. Classic and EJ Sparks. They were part of the confrontation earlier in the night uh, with them and Thugnificent. Uh, both of them are contenders right now for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Mr. Classic getting his opportunity at the title on April 23rd and EJ Sparks on May 7th. So both of them are, you know, in that realm of, of being number one contender. And this may not be the next, the last time we see them again, depending on how everything, you know, goes out on April 23rd, we may see them again in the ring, but next time for the IZW world heavyweight championship. Uh, with that though, a chair, a chair, a chair, was the game changer in this where Mr. Classic brought a chair into the match, was able to distract the referee to get that removed, got another one in, tossed it into EJ Sparks' face, uh, who was able to to catch it, but it landed a really good kick. Uh, and uh, ultimately that played a, a big factor in Mr. Classic winning uh, this match and you gotta mean for EJ Sparks one that should definitely get you you know kind of deflates uh, your your ego a little bit as you head into May 7th and for Mr. Classic that kind of puts him uh, at a good advantage uh, you know Thugnificent was fairly I mean he had a very rough competitive match against the Hawaiian Lion and one thing that Mr. Classic is very good at, he always thinks smarter, not harder. And I think that's going to be a challenge for Thugnificent going into Cool Town Clash on April 23rd. Yeah, these are two, I mean, this match was was in its position for a reason right before the Monster Rumble, um, which is where I think, you know, most people thought the Hawaiian line and Thugnificent would have been. It was, it's important to me that they are showcased in this way. These are two of our top performers. These are two of our top guys. And, and, and they both have title shots coming up, like you said. So to put them in a match against each other is a challenge because you you want them to to be perceived in certain ways. But it's important to me that we put together the highest level of competitors to, to wrestle against each other in the ring. And that's what we did here at Monster. And, And they proved why they're in those positions. And I've been committed to them from the start. And, and we have, as an organization and they're proving why. And, and that's what this match was all about. And when you have one championship, when you have, you know, singular focus for a lot of people, it's a challenge, right? It's really easy to book when you have three and four titles and, and, and everything else that you have at your disposal. And we don't. So, um, you know, you've got to put together the people that, that matter and, and, and put the top contenders together and, and deliver that for the fans. And that's what we did. And and really happy with how it came out. Really happy they got that spotlight and they continue to shine. So uh, it, it's, you know, hard pressed to find anybody, in my opinion, that showcases those two better right now. And I think that yeah. they're proving why that is and, and why they get the showcase that they get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we still continue this kind of odd title belt triangle. Uh, mm-hmm. between them and I only mention odd because it could really go any way 
You could, you know, you could have Magnificent Retain and face EJ Sparks again. You could have Mr. Classic win and then face EJ Sparks. And then depending on, you know, who is champion by the time we hit May 7th, then EJ Sparks win. And then we start this kind of, you know, circle all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's one though that, God, they're just fantastic in the ring and, it's this, you know, interesting tension between, you know, rivals like you have with Mr. Classic, Thugnificent and EJ Sparks, but also the friendship of Thugnificent and EJ Sparks uh, playing a role in here. But, Greg, I'm going to go to it. You alluded to it. Up next, our main event was the Monster Rumble. At this point, due to the announcements earlier on in the night by Commissioner Derek Montia, we had now expanded Monster to 15 entrants. And remember, I say entrants, not participants, because we have one tag team that counts as an entrant. So 15 entrants, technically 16 people, and we're going to get technical about it. But anyways... The yep. point and it's is, not like the tag team could win. If if correct. it was down to Dallas and Mike, they would have had to fight each other. Yes, yes. It just meant that they were at an advantage of being able to go into the ring with a, you know, a friend, someone that they could count on. Uh, but again, the winner of this match gets to declare any match, request any match of their choosing, which I did mention to uh, uh, in, in my interview with Thugnificent that uh, Thugnificent not only had a big target around you know his back just on his match uh, and the upcoming matches he has tonight, there was this unvariable factor of possibly the winner of Monster trying to request a match as well. Um, but it really could have been anybody uh and anything they could have asked for with that though we had our very first two participants uh number one being bryce saturn and number two originally being atiba um who was able to uh you know get uh the ability to come back in into the ring however as atiba was coming out he was approached by the navajo warrior who pretty much offered to swap positions with him or swatch entry numbers uh, to allow Navajo Warrior to go in at number two, which Atiba, to his credit, being a smart kid, said, yeah, you mean I can wait a little bit longer until this was sorted out? Yes, sign And you don't turn up. down the legend in that situation either. I mean, come You on. also don't turn down the Navajo Warrior. So smart man in Atiba. But yes, karma came back to bite Bryce Saturn because he had to face the Navajo Warrior for, for the first two-minute segment. And it's interesting because they obviously, you know, that, of course, great moment for the fans as well. Number three being Charles Cassius coming out right mm-hmm. after that, um, as luck would have it. But but number four is just a happy accident in a, in a lot of ways yes. for me. Roman Rizal could not be there due to to an accident and, and, and some other things that couldn't be there. So... Jay Smooth went from having, you know, a rough night, but a quick night coming out, being attacked and entering Gauntlet and that's it to being offered an opportunity to enter the Rumble, taking Roman Rizal's spot at number four, just so happened to be right after Charles Cassius was in the ring, mm-hmm. giving him a chance at some redemption. And, yes. and the one thing I'll say about Jay Smooth is, um, he ha- has, has 
you know, in, in a roster like ours, which has a lot of veteran talent and, and a lot of young talent that's already established themselves, opportunities are like little gold nuggets. And, mm-hmm. and he has been very effective with how he spends his gold nuggets. He really has been and, mm-hmm. and impressive each and every time out. And, and what he did in the rumble from, you know, selling the prior attack to how he performed to how he was with his elimination of, of others, like it all made sense and he did a great job. Yeah. Really did. Yeah. Incredibly charismatic, but also uh, just a, a really athletic, bright future. And you're right. I mean, karma upon karma, you know, this was Jason Moon's opportunity to face uh, Charles Cassis, uh, who uh, give you know impacted his opportunity to enter the Monster Rumble last? So at that point, revenge was on his mind. Uh, number five, we had uh, Bryn Thorne, and number six, Jacob Austin Young, who also had somewhat of a score to settle uh, with uh, Charles and Bryce Saturn. Um, with that, though, we did see the tangle of Charles Cassis and and. Uh, the Navajo warrior um, with their eliminations. Uh, and then after that, we head into number seven and Trent and that's Graves. Well, we forgot the about was- one little thing that happened with Bryn Thorne at this portion of the rumble, because she took an opportunity to target the Navajo warrior. Yes. And help out Bryce Saturn and Charles Cassius. Mm-hmm. Thus, also joining Final Destination. Yes, Brynn kind of drawing her line in the sand as well with her association, which brings us back to the beginning of the night where, again, seeds were planted, but was that more of a way to distract everyone and lead us to believe that, uh, yeah. Hiding in plain sight. Yes. Hiding in plain sight. And and by the end of the night, we kind of all saw what it was. And again, every single time, same target as a Navajo warrior. Yes. Uh, from there, we had a number seven Graves. At number eight, the team of Dallas King and MBW. At number nine, Mike G. At uh, number 10, Fresco Matic from Lights Camera Faction. And number 11, Atiba, which was the original spot that he switched Navajo warrior from. And in that, uh, you know, Graves and, and Jacob Austin Young, who are very technical wrestlers, jiu-jitsu backgrounds. You had a, a moment there where if you were a wrestling purist, you had that moment in the Monster Rumble. You also had some fun and comedy with Mike G uh, and trying to get both Graves and Jacob Austin Young to dance. That did not go well. No. And unfortunately, Mike G's time in the Rumble didn't last too long. We did see Lights, Camera, action cause a bit of a distraction mm-hmm. uh and helped with the elimination of, of graves which to be fair you need that many people to try and eliminate graves um you know fresco being eliminated as well um and uh from there you know jacob austin young uh being one of the few pretty much everyone uh from the beginning mm-hmm. one of the few that are still left in there dallas king and mbw though they came in together uh were both i believe eliminated by Graves pretty quickly mm-hmm. so that numbers game didn't quite work in their favor no because the numbers game can't account for for graves this portion of the match so a lot of times in a rumble you have the cliche of 
one person tossing people out, right? And and bring on the next. We saw it with Brock Lesnar. Sasha Banks did a little bit this past year in WWE. And, and, and that was something that a guy like Graves could do and would make sense. But in here, we had two guys who wanted to fight, two dudes who wanted to fight two and dudes. kept eliminating people so they could continue to fight. And, and the two dudes thing is something that, you know, another happy accident in the world of pro wrestling came up back in August of last year. Two dudes or May, two dudes, May of last year, two dudes and, but this two dudes, and, and, and I've had this conversation with Graves since then. He did it several times. And every time he did it, he counted the number of people around, especially when Lights, Camera, Faction was out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Still just two dudes. And it's like, how do you make Jacob Austin Young look like you're on the same level as Graves without oh, yeah. beating Graves? Graves as a competitor loves the competitor that Jacob Austin Young is and, yes. and made sure to show everybody who he considered to be on his level in that match. And yes. that was Jacob Austin Young. And though yeah. that is the ultimate compliment. And I know Greg, you and, and Pat have done this, you know, who's a man, who's a guy, who's a dude, mm-hmm. you know, you have that, that is the graves equivalent. Yeah. If, if, if he considers you a dude, if you are part of one, you know, the, the other part of two dudes, you were on yeah. his level. He's not taking a picture not- next to a trash can and labeling it Jacob Austin Young. He's not. Yes. And, no, and no. that was and and that was something that, you know, was important. You know, this night was a coming out party in a lot of ways for Jacob Austin Young. Mm-hmm. And and in his only second night in ICW and Graves chose to be a big part of that. Graves in a lot of ways is like a Brock Lesnar who you know, for everything in wrestling of what it is and, and, and what it can be, when they go out there, they can do whatever the hell they want. Nobody can stop yes. them. And that's yep. what he is. And and I know that. And obviously there's a certain level of trust that comes along with that that he and I have had for years. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, again, one of those things that you can plan out so much, but then an execution is taken to a whole different level. And and that was just, just And only one Joe Graves thing. can make – you know, the words two dudes and garbage cans relevant. I, it boggles my mind. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, as far as our final uh, four entrants, we had Mike James, Lilith Grimm, Evan Daniels. And then at the 15th spot was originally supposed to be Joey Hendricks, who won this opportunity to enter Monster last when winning the gauntlet match. However, due to uh, his new teammates, stable mates, um, uh, they pretty much the American outlaw came out and declared that Joey Hendricks was uh, forfeiting or allowing someone else to go in his place. And that was his tag partner. Mercury Aiden got that 15th spot. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a lot of Joey Hendricks, young in the business, you know, many can still call him a rookie. Mercury Aiden, 20-year pro, all that stuff. Um, he stepped aside and let the leader go. And, and that's something that shows Joey Hendricks' commitment to hot and heavy and and to what they're doing there and that he's all in and on board with that partnership and that group. And that was kind of his way of showing it. Didn't really help Mercury Aiden too much in the end, but as Atiba tossed him right away. But, yeah, it was – uh did uh you know that's the thought that counts yes yeah i do want to say there was some great 
kind of chemistry uh, and moments between Mike James and Lilith Grimm. Uh, you know, Lilith Grimm came in saying, I want someone to hit me. I'm ready. Uh, and Mike James was the first one to respond saying, okay, you want to be in this match? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make sure you're in this match. Uh, and they had some brutal chops and back and forth. And I did not expect to enjoy that uh, that part as much as I did. But I would want to pay to see that again. Yeah, they and that's another thing where the talent wanted to work together and have requested to work together. And it was, you know, two years ago, I, I had the, the portion of Monster that involved Morgan and Navajo Warrior and being the only two in the ring and wrestling against each other and then in partnership. And again, here we had, you know, Mike James and Lilith Grimm. And, and it's just one of those things that you didn't know you wanted to see till you saw it. And, and it definitely worked out very, very well, especially because it may not have initially been planned to be so late in the match, but it definitely worked out perfectly. With that, we had our final four after a few eliminations was down to Mike James, Evan Daniels, Lilith Grimm, and Jacob Austin Young. Uh, Of course, we had uh, Mike James and Lilith Grimm get eliminated. And then your final two to determine the winner of Monster, Jacob Austin Young and Evan Daniels. Uh, And this at this point, this is when the match restarts and we have uh, the winner being declared only by pinfall or submission. And in that Evan Daniels gets the win and becomes the winner of monster. Yeah. So now he, he wins monster. Um, and, and now we've got, you know, with that, the double stomp off the top rope, you've got Charles Cassius who wants a pinfall victor over Thugnificent. You've got EJ Sparks. You've got, uh, Mr. Classic, and of course, as you learn from Evan Daniels, also wants to use his monster opportunity to challenge for the IZW World yes, Heavyweight I, Championship. I had to go into the ring after the end of Monster and ask Evan Daniels right away what match he wanted to request. Before I got the chance to do that, though, Charles Cassis guided me over, almost <laughs> hypnotized me <laughs> with the way it's very intimidating. Super intimidating, really intimidating, you guys, uh, where I, I you've seen it before. Anytime I have to interview him is a very nerve wracking experience uh, because of his stature, but also his words. And if we remember again at the end of Grand Prix, uh, his words and, and what he was wanting for Final Destination, uh, that, that was reiterated again. And now they're growing in numbers and they're growing in power. Uh, with Evan Daniels now having the ability to request any match uh, he wants. Charles, again, called out people like the Navajo Warrior, and Mm -hmm. it feels like this is not going to be the end between these two. However, uh, Greg, as you mentioned and alluded to, Evan Daniels did vocalize which match he does want to request. He mentioned already who's in line for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship with Mr. Classic EJ Sparks. And he said, well, now me too, because I am challenging and want a match against Thugnificent for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. And you talk about chaos. Chaos ensued after that, because from there, we had uh, Thugnificent come out ready uh, to defend, uh, you know, himself. 
And then from there, we, you know, had Mr. Classic come out, then EJ Sparks. You had all the Final Destination in the ring. It was chaos. Yeah, it was kind of a rare misstep by Final Destination because they left Evan Daniels the ring to himself out of respect yeah. for the man who won Monster. That gave Thugnificent the opportunity to strike first. And and then, of course, when Final Destination hits the ring, Thugnificent is able to flee. But that gave Mr. Classic his opportunity to strike and... and Everybody's jockeying for position, and 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 what you had at the end of this event was the, the seven people you saw were all the quote unquote new guard and and the new stars in in this area and in IZW, and that is something that has been important to us as an organization and as a company to to showcase those stars to put them at the forefront and. And that's how that night ended. You you had seven individuals who were all newer in the business, all standing tall, and, and they're the ones who are carrying the company. And that was very important. Very important ending ending image to have those seven people out there. Yeah. And that's that really summarizes all of, of the chaos of the night, but around the IZW World Heavyweight Championship scene right now. You have one more player to this. And then all the intricacies. We talked about Charles Cassis and <laughs> You know, the Navajo warrior uh, and, and that tension building up. Uh, but you also have, you know, uh, Bryce Saturn and, and Bryn Thorne now joining that group. You know, Bryce turning on his teammates with, uh, you know, Gino, who has a, a rich now uh, respect for the Navajo warrior and the Navajo warrior also, you know, coming up soon, having, you know, being the person to, to have uh, the, the last match with the Hawaiian lion. Uh, you know, maybe things with Gina are still not resolved with Lights Camera Faction, who, by the way, may have now been on Joe Graves' bad side. Uh, there's, there's a lot of inner weaving of individuals and matches, uh, that it does make you think. You think, again, I always say Monster sets the tone for the year. So now we do have, you know, the IZW yeah. calendar, you know, coming up with all of the events getting two just happening uh, fairly shortly after each other. You know, what does that mean for April 23rd at uh, Cool Town Clash and May 7th at King of the Jungle? Uh, and, you know, what's going to happen between now and then, along with. Questions like when is Evan Daniels going to be able to challenge for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship? Who will be champion? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, what, what else does Final Destination have in store for IZW? Um, so, so much happened, but it also feels like more questions pop up than answers. Sounds like really damn good booking to me. To be continued. To be continued. Everyone, to be I, you continued. talk about how Monster sets a tone for the year, and I will tell you this. There will be things that happen all the way through the end of the year that stem from last Saturday night. Yeah. That's, uh, and again, that's the way it should absolutely. be. Absolutely. I mean, if anything, again, now we have you know, multiple title challengers. We have retirement match looming. We have new feuds. Uh, rising, we've had statements made. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot that happened, and I y'all just have to be a part of it. Please, you know, come to an IZW event. It, it it is something that you get so much out of, and so much action happens. Um, and if you really miss one, 
you miss a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is just one show. You miss one, you miss a lot. Yeah. So make sure uh, to come to Cool Town Clash in Coolidge on April 23rd and then May 7th, the retirement match, the final match for the Hawaiian Lion at King of the Jungle. Uh, Greg, where can our listeners, you know, get some information on tickets for both of those events? So best places to go, obviously social media at IZW Wrestling AZ. We've got all the links available that you can find, uh, to both, you know, both of those on every post that we make. IZWWrestling.com. Uh, there's a link right now to the box office, which then you can then get to all the ticket links that you need. Um, of course, our social media bios have a link to to all of our links as well. Uh, we can find everything that you need, including all the tickets for the upcoming events, especially May seventh. So, so when you're listening to this on Wednesday uh, later tonight, the presale ends, and uh, and and that's when tickets are at their cheapest. And 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 you know, COVID times, uh, these tickets sold really fast. More recently. Took a little bit longer for front row VIP to sell out. These are selling like COVID times. And, and so I would not delay if you want a front row VIP ticket to, to King of the Jungle. I would get it sooner rather than later because this is going to be one ticket that doesn't take uh, a month or two to sell out this time. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's that front row VIP is going to be gone sooner rather than later. Already, um, already approaching, you know, less than 15 of those left. And, and we're, um, you know, that number continues to I mean we've sold some as we're recording this. And, and as I've seen those, you know, notifications come in. So I don't even know the exact number, but, um, yeah, definitely, definitely something you want to be a part of as, uh, it's gonna be a big night. And, and again, you know, somebody's going to retire. So you want to be I don't want to give you the, the chance of any final words mm-hmm. about IZW monster, uh, as, as an event. Mm-hmm. um, I'm really proud of it. Uh, I said it, you know, I had a Facebook post that I made and I reiterate and I talk about, you know, just to prove that I'm humble. I never wanted to do a battle royal show. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I did it to get from point A to point B, to get from proving ground to Grand Prix when we're crowning a champion. Of course, that didn't even happen because of COVID. But that night, the second IZW event, the first in our string of, of seven straight sellouts, um, you know, seven straight packed houses was the show. And people said, this was the one, this is the one where IZW was, was had arrived. This is where we were. Didn't even expect it. It was one event ahead of schedule. And and now it's a yearly thing. And now I love doing it. I love putting together uh, a rumble show and, and having it be a part of that, or that be a part of our year and, and what IZW is. Um, when I hold the first monster, I didn't extend 10 for there to be one in 2020 uh, or 2021. So that is where we are. Um, the show was chaotic on purpose. That was how it was booked. That was how it was planned. I want to take people for a ride. And it's interesting. And I, and I it had kind of this moment there. And then in reflection, which I'm not always the best at reflection. Um, and, and I realized something that, that is very important for me to remember and for others to remember when it comes to this show and shows like that is that, uh, and I don't know who, who this is directed towards. If this is directed towards other promoters, which is a very small select group, but it's also can expand to fans and wrestlers as well. Um, I've learned that I can't compare IZW to anything else. It's really easy to be at an event, hear about an event, see footage from an event or anything and be like, well, they do this. They, you know, force these people to sell tickets. They give away these tickets. They, 
you know, run this crappy little building. They do that, you know, you know, they don't draw anybody and, and they don't know what they're doing. And it's, it's really, it's so easy to get caught up in that. And, and I see it happen all the time. I see it happen towards me. I see myself do it towards others. And what I really realize is that do what you do and let others do what they do. Because if we all did the same crap, it wouldn't be fun. You know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be fun at all. And we've got a, a huge event coming up in Coolidge, which is, to me, is taking us back to the territory days because we're literally going and making a town that doesn't have wrestling. This is not – somebody asked me if Coolidge was really just going to be like a house show. No, it's going to matter. It's going to matter yes. within storylines. It's it's within canon. We are doing things specific to the region, but at the same time, this will have an impact on May 7th and beyond. And so you want to be there for, for Coolidge. It's only an hour away. Some people drive that far to get to work. So um, I'm, I'm really excited. And the community is really excited about us being there. The mayor knows we're coming. The the people from the facility in the gym that we're working with were there at Monster. And they're very excited about what we're doing. And, and it's going to be a huge event in the community. They already want us to come back in the fall. We haven't even delivered their physical tickets yet that they need. So it's just like all the stuff that's going on with, with Coolidge that that's really something that I'm very, very excited about, but I want to, there's other wrestling and, and, and I want to show this epiphany that I've had. And so I want to share some dates and some things with people so they understand exactly what I'm talking about because hell this Saturday, March 5th, Sonoran championship wrestling, which I have a history with, right? First of four events, and, and this is when I said on the Greg DeMarco show, you're going to get surprising and not surprising thing from me. I think that's nuts to run four events in the month of March. I just do. Okay. It's, it's from a business perspective, whatever, but they've got on different nights. They've got TJP one night, Carlito one night, Zeta Zang one night, and, and they're crowning a new champion as part of all of this as well. And, and, and again, March 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th, they're holding all of these events, and you can find out their stuff by, by finding them on social media at Sonoran Championship Wrestling, um, and, and they sell their tickets to Eventbrite as well. Also on March 12th, Phoenix Championship Wrestling, PCW, has an event. So again, people are running against each other, which I'm not a big fan of, but uh, at the Broadway Rec Center, and they've got a hell of a card lined up, and you can go to PCWAZ.com and get tickets to that. You're going to see... The aforementioned Graves against a guy whose name I can't remember right now. But oh, Leona. Yeah, exactly. he's been on a, a man, a, a massive, massive dude. Yeah. Uh, two but two it, really big dudes. Two dudes. You were talking about two dudes. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fight of two dudes. You know, and you've got um, the Hawaiian Lion. One of his last matches against Dallas yes. King is on that event. You've got Remy Marcel and Gregory Sharp for the 14th time in that, or really just the third. But uh, every match that they've put on has stolen the show. And Yes, uh, yes. And, and, you know, thing, uh, Los Suavecitos and, mm-hmm. and Los Correos de Aire, Again, uh, great tag team, which mm-hmm. reaction. You've got their students that, that are involved in the Arizona Processing Training Academy, part of the Slam U part of the card. It's different. You're not going to see that at our shows. You're not going to see that at the other ones. Um, you're not going to see that at, at SCW. You're also not going to see it at AWF. Believe it or not, I'm going to tell you that on March 19th, AWF is running an event as well. Um, yes. At, at their normal venue, you can find their tickets at ArizonaWrestlingFederation.com. It's pro wrestling. Charles Cassius is the AWF heavyweight champion. He's going to defend against Jordan Cruz, a hell of a performer, mm-hmm. a hell of a competitor. Yes. I encourage you to go out there and see it. Um, wrestling is great and there's a lot of it. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I, it, it's twofold, right? Do I believe we have the best shows in Arizona? I do. And I think all of them do too. Um, that they believe they have the best shows in Arizona. What I tell you is go out and see all of those. And I believe you'll come out of those events and you'll be like, yep, 
IZW does have the best shows in Arizona, but you're also going to have a good time. You're also going to get to enjoy yeah. pro wrestling and see some people that are really passionate about what they do, do what they do. And I know that you're going to see some people behind the scenes and maybe you won't see them, but I also know that there are people working that put those things together, that that's a, a result of their own creative vision. And you get to see mm -hmm. that come to fruition. And, and I know how that feels for me. And I also know how it feels for, for Jay and Josh and for Dom and for Jared. And I want you all to get to see what they put out and, and be a part of it as well. And at the end of the day, you're supporting independent wrestling, which, which Miranda talks about every single week on this program that, that it's, it's still the underlying lifeblood of the wrestling business. And, um, and, and I have no problems encouraging you to go see other people's stuff because I know that you will find something you like. I pride myself on our events mm -hmm. being something for everybody. And I don't know that all of these are that, but you will find things that you enjoy and, and they are going to do their best to put on the best event possible and, and for you to get your money's worth at every single one of those six shows. Now, six is a lot in a month. I know you can't go to all of them because some of them are on the same day and the same time, but make your choice and go. And, and, and what I would hate is that on you know, March 12th, when you've got Sonorian Championship Wrestling and Phoenix Championship Wrestling, that you go to the movies. Yes. Go to Sonorian Championship Wrestling or Phoenix yeah. Championship Wrestling. Yeah. I'll be at Phoenix Championship Wrestling, just so you know that. Um, Ditto. We yes, too. we will be at Phoenix Championship Wrestling. But, so. but again, at the same time, like, you can go to the movies any day. Go yes. see pro wrestling. Pro wrestling needs you to go see it. These wrestlers need you to go see it. These fans need people that are there cheering with them. It, it's There's nothing like it. There really is nothing, nothing like it. And then come see us on April 23rd. Come see us on May 7th. Go see the other ones too. You know, there's, there's another, you know, PCW show the next week on May 14th. You can go see that as well. Come be a part of it because that's what this is really all about. And that's why I'm saying this, like, I believe in what we do so much and that it's so good that I have no problem telling you to go see somebody else's because I go see somebody else's because I support mm -hmm. them. And I think you guys should too. Um, if you came to me and said, Greg, I can only go to one, which one would I go to? I would say mine. Of course. Who wouldn't, right? But at the same but time, this is also affordable entertainment and you're going to go out there and you're going to have yeah. a great time. And I cannot encourage you enough to to go out there and be a part of everything because it really is something cool to be a part of no matter which one you go to even the one i made fun of it does not matter go out there be a part of it and support local pro wrestling because we we all need it we all thrive on it we all there's different reasons we all do it and and you know, we run ICW like a business, but when you see it, you're seeing a hell of a show. And I can't tell you how the other ones run because I don't know. But at the end of the day, at the very least, go out there and support the wrestlers. And that will wrap it up. I cannot say anything better myself. So we are going to wrap up this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget that this podcast is part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Oh, I was looking for something. There we go. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Follow us on social media. Me, Miranda TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I had to do one. I swear. I swear. You do swear it's a lot. It's such a heartfelt moment, and you ruined it. No, I didn't. You ruined it.
Yes, no, you did. No, I didn't. You 100% ruined it. No, I didn't. You 120% ruined it. No, I didn't. So congratulations, you ruined it. I did. You ruined it for everybody. I didn't. Yes. I'm just never going to plug the website again. How about that? How about I just never do that again? Really? TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And follow us on social media. Uh, the hashtag Miranda hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook, not Twitter. You can follow Greg DeMarco at ChairShot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And the ChairShot at ChairShot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot to pick up your very own IZW and ChairShot t-shirts today. Greg, one more time, where can our listeners find information on IZW? IZWWrestling.com, at IZWWrestlingAZ for Arizona, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything you need is located there, especially the opportunity to grab those discounted tickets. That pre-sale ends Wednesday night, so jump on it while you can. You don't need a code. Just go in there, and and, and they'll be up there until midnight Wednesday night. And then after that, it's... uh. You know, you're hoping for a discount, so grab them while you can. Because even if you get a like a five dollar off discount, it won't be as good as a ten dollar off discount you can get right now. So take full advantage of it. And of course, check out IZW on Saturday, April twenty third in Coolidge, Arizona at Cool Town Clash, and May seventh at Arizona Studios or Sun Studios of Arizona in Tempe for. King of the Jungle, the retirement match of the Hawaiian Lion. More information will be posted over the next few months, so make sure you stay tuned. And just in general, go support your local independent wrestling company, whether you go to a show, follow them on social media, buy their merch, whatever that may be. You know, go buy a ticket, take your friends, whatever it may be, support your local independent wrestling. That is the lifeblood of wrestling. And if you don't, you know, want to do it for yourself, do it for someone else. If you don't want to do it for someone else, do it for yourself. I don't care why you do it. Just go ahead and do it. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you so much for listening and we will be with you next time. It counts. No, at night and when I'm driving. Think about all of my guys and how we be shining. Aspirations of these diamonds, no lights be blinding. Think they forgot who the fuck I am, let me remind them. All the homies, they know what I mean. Baby, let me show you how I lean. Like a cholo. Lay back, bounce in the club. When we do a dance, and we do it like what? Like a cholo. Back to side, elbows up, up, back to side, elbows up. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.